You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. Another day and another win for the Atlanta Braves as they take another series victory with them as they get set to go out on the road for a three-city road trip. But they wrapped up a very good homestand, so they'll be carrying a little momentum in their bags as they head out of town. They take the finale of the series against the Angels by a 12-5 score, a bit of a slugfest for the Braves' offense, which got healthy in that final game and, of course, taking two out of three from the Angels. That's exactly what the Braves needed from that series to close out a 5-1 and one stay at Truist Park. We're going to get into all of that here on the Braves Postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley and Jake Mastriani with you as always before we get started with all of the things we have to cover from today's game. And of course, a very notable comeback that'll be happening on Friday. I want to remind you to subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta right here on YouTube. Click the bell to get notified every time we drop a new episode. Go ahead, hit that like button, leave us a comment. We appreciate those. And subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. Jake, I felt like this was a nice all-around win. A lot of different guys contributed to this victory, but it's always good to see the Braves offense doing that crooked number thing. They hung a big one up against Lucas Giolito, and all of a sudden what felt like maybe a close game uh, became one in which the Braves kind of won it running away. They did, and in a, a day game, in a rubber match game, the Braves were able to put up a big a number. We wouldn't have thought that last season, but this oh. is a whole different team this year with what they're doing offensively, and it's just really fun to see. I mean, just at the blink of an eye, they can take over a game. Yeah, success in day games, success in series finales, success in rubber matches. All these things seem to be happening for the Braves in 2023. It might lead you to believe this could be a special team, and so would, I guess, the best record in baseball. Let's get into that. 106th game of the season for the Braves, who are now 69-37, and 37, 32 games above 500, 12 runs, 12 hits, an error, and six men left on base for the Braves. Angels dropped to 56-53, and 53, five runs, eight hits, no errors, and five men left on base. Yanni Chirino's picking up the win for Atlanta. Pitched very well over the first five innings. Got in a little trouble in the sixth inning. Not all of his uh, necessarily doing by the time the Angels scored a couple of runs. But as you mentioned, on a day the Braves offense scores 12 runs, you feel pretty good about what's happening overall. We'll talk about his performance in a moment. Lucas Giolito, I mentioned, uh, not a great one for him in his second start with the Angels. He takes a loss. He's 6-8. and eight. Nine earned runs hung on him as he was chased in the fourth inning. Two hours, 39 minutes, the time of game, 36,495 on hand to see it. Usually we start with kind of the starting pitching matchup, but I feel like the Braves offense really took center stage in this one. And there's one guy that's typically taken center stage. Well, maybe there are a few guys, but one in particular, he bats first. He's the odds on favorite to win the national league MVP. He was matched up against the man who was the odds on favorite to win the American league MVP and Shohei Otani who got plenty of hits, but I felt like Ronald Acuna Jr. kind of stole the series with this finale. A three-run homer got the Braves on the board. He scored four runs. Obviously, he knocked in three. He had three hits. This was just a Ronald Acuna Jr. kind of day, and the Braves offense certainly benefited from that. And he was hitless coming into the series, had several walks, but hadn't got a hit yet in this one. But you're right. He showed out. Oh, Tony did as well. I mean, a great series for him, hitting the ball and hitting the ball well over 100 miles per hour uh, a lot of times in this one. But to see these two stars going at it and to see Acuna have the big blow in this one, a three-run home run to get the scoring started, had a double eight in the game as well. Uh, I mean, just four runs scored. I know you you tweeted out the fact that he's on pace to pa- pass Dale Murphy to set that franchise record and run scored. I mean, four in a game will certainly help get you there. I mean, really incredible what he's doing right now at the top of this order. OPS back over a thousand on the year. Three hard hit balls in this game, as I mentioned, just 
again, we're running out of adjectives to use for Ron Acuna Jr. and what he is doing. But, I mean, he is obviously a huge impact for this Braves team atop the lineup, not to mention the guy at the bottom of the order who's getting yeah. going as well. Yeah, he has. I mean, it's, it's a different guy every night, it seems like, or every day in the case of this game, that can be the guy in the center, the, the driving force, I guess, of this offense. It doesn't just rely on one or two hitters to get it done. And that, I think, Lucas Giolito certainly found out in this game. Uh, going back to Ron Lacuna Jr., 97 runs scored now, uh, leads Major League Baseball. He could become the fastest Braves player to 100 runs scored in the modern era. This is since 1900. Uh, Dale Murphy holds that record, 1983. He scored 131 runs. That is the franchise record since 1900. Acuna is on pace for 148 runs scored. And if he can get to 100 runs on the season by his 113th game, he'll be the fastest to 100 runs scored in a season uh, in Braves franchise history, at least since 1900. That's as far back as I could go. There's an awful lot of books, I'm sure, beyond that we could dig into. But it just lets you know, in about 123, 124 years, whatever it you know, breaks down to, including 1900, yeah, this just doesn't happen very often, seasons like this. And Ronald Acuna Jr., on top of his push for 40-40, 30-50, 30-60, 30-70, 40-80, I don't know what he's going to end up. I, I think these may be numbers you can play in the Powerball, which is uh, up to a very significant number here in Georgia as well. Yeah, Jake, again, we kind of run out of things to say about Ronald Acuna mm -hmm. Jr. other than I'll sum it up with this. This is a special player, and he is just now entering the prime of his career, and that should give the Braves, the Braves fans, and maybe the world of baseball a lot to be excited about over the coming years for this kid. It is, and the Braves, as you said, have him locked up for the coming years as well. It's going to be a lot of fun what he's doing. It's just a historic season. I just say it, stay healthy, and you know, I just want to see him finish off these last two months and hopefully more into the postseason as well. But I uh, just, like you said, I'm excited to see what numbers he actually ends up with because sky's the limit for him. It definitely is. He's shown that just about each and every day this year. He always seems to do something that's special, and if he does have that rare quiet game, which he did a couple of nights ago, then you're probably going to see him back in the middle of something sometime soon. That was the case today. But how about Matt Olson? I talked about you know guys that are, are honestly you know coming up night after night after night for this Braves club. It's been Matt Olson for a while here. 37th home run of the season. He joined Acuna and Austin Riley, who also went deep in this game. I'll get to him in a moment. A couple of intentional walks for Matt Olson. We saw that some in this series. Jake, I think we might see a lot more of that for the Major League's RBI leaders. He's got 91 of those now on the season. A couple of home runs behind Shohei Otani for the Major League lead there. And as we've talked about, and I know I've gotten a lot of questions about this on social media, I'm sure you have on Locked On Braves, uh, MVP case for Matt Olson seems to get stronger by the day as well. It does. And look, they may have to put some netting up over there in the chop house because the balls that he is sending in there, it is not safe. You better make sure you're paying attention. You're out there. The one he put in there today uh, could have just taken out somebody's hamburger out there. It is just truly incredible what he's doing coming into this series. You knew Otani's probably going to draw his walks, but I don't think anybody had Olsen getting intentionally walked, you know, so many times in this series. But it just shows you where he is right now and how, you know, the, the streak that he's on, the run that he's on right now. I mean, the Braves do. We talked about the other day, I talked about on the podcast, they do have two serious NL MVP candidates right now in Acuna and Olsen. Yeah, they do. And we're seeing some big stuff from these guys on a pretty regular basis. Another guy who's been really heating up here in the second half, Austin Riley, 25th home run of the year. That gives the Braves a trio of 25-plus homer hitters with both Acuna and Riley joining Olsen. You got a few other guys that are going to surpass 25 home runs. You got to imagine some that are very close right now to doing that. Uh, the Braves, you know, that's something that they and only, I believe, the L.A. Dodgers have a trio of 25-plus homer hitters. Then you start looking at overall, I mean, what Austin Riley has done, ninth home run in his last 14 games to get himself up to 25. 
He's on pace for nearly a 40-homer season, as, of course, is Ronald Acuna Jr. But remember, Jake, it wasn't that long ago, maybe about a month ago, honestly, that people were still kind of, you know, the jury was out on what kind of season Austin Riley was going to have. But this just goes to show you, you let this guy get hot for a couple of three weeks, he can really change what the dynamics look like when it comes to what a big year for him could be. And he doesn't really show any signs of slowing down right now. So let's see how long he can keep this thing going. The peaks and valleys really seem to be the only drawback for Austin at times. And it has been the case this year. There have been some ups and downs. There have been, and I mentioned it a couple times. It's one thing that he mentioned coming into the season. He wanted to try to be more consistent player. It hasn't really happened to this point. July's been good to him the last couple of years, but even last season after that historic July he had, kind of tapered off there down the stretch. So hopefully that's not going to be the case this year. You mentioned that OPS was around 750 not too long ago, it feels like. Now it's up to 841. Hopefully it continues and he can find that consistency throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, if you get about, uh, what, 14 games where you raise your OPS, a nice 100 points, I would say that's turning things around uh, quite nicely. Ozzy Albies, two more runs knocked in. Had a little injury scare late in the game, but Brian Snitker said afterwards he was fine. Just kind of twisted his ankle on a ball that took a weird hop on him. That was the one error that the Braves had on this day, but overall, that didn't hurt anything. And obviously, a healthy Ozzy Albies goes on the list of things the Braves want down the stretch and into October as well. But two for four, two runs knocked in. You know, he continues to just drive in runs since moving to the second spot of the order. 38 games there now, 32 runs knocked in. Jake, he's on pace for 116 runs batted in, as I tweeted earlier, if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah, and I am. I, I love guys that drive in a lot of runs. And I've said it about Ozzy before. I mean, I, I did never thought he was a prototypical number two hitter, but when you're batting, because I do want him driving in runs and the power that he has typically fits better down in the order. But when you're batting behind Michael Harris in the way that he's going right now and Ron Acuna Jr. and those guys are on base and you're getting pr- plenty of RBI opportunities. So we know how great that Ozzy is at that and the power that he has. I don't know if he's taller than Andrew Velasquez or not. You know, that was the biggest question late in the game. But either way, the guy has some pop in his bat and he knows how to drive in runs. He definitely does. And how about Michael Harris? Three for four, three more runs scored and two more runs knocked in for him. He just continues to be on, I guess, the word that we use is a heater. And it doesn't show any signs of slowing down either. He's been going since about the what first week of June now, Jake. Uh, so about two solid months of Michael Harris getting right and the Braves enjoying that in the ninth spot to set the table for Ron Lacuna Jr., for Ozzy Albies, for Austin Riley, whoever it is. I mean, I talked about this earlier, and again, it's just part of the discussion during the game. I mean, the Braves can turn what looks like a manageable deficit for an opposing pitcher into an absolute nightmare in the course of about five or six hitters, and they did it again today to Lucas Giolito, who's one of the big gets for the Angels to try to get their season on track and try to add some players to make a run at October, at least get into that wildcard picture over in the AL, but not a memorable afternoon for him at Truist Park. Uh, as far as the Braves' overall offense, 206 home runs now on the year. That leads Major League Baseball far and away. Jake, they're just 43 home runs away from matching the franchise record set in 2019. That was 249 home runs. They have 56 games left to do it. They're on pace for 315 homers. That would be the most in Major League Baseball in a single season, surpassing another 2019 team, the Minnesota Twins. They hit 307 I feel like, you know, as we talk about, you know, what this Braves offense is capable of and kind of what the hallmarks are of this season, the home run ball has been a big part of it, but they have cut down the strikeouts drastically as the season has worn on as well. So it's kind of fun to see them chasing a record, but also we're not sitting here talking about every night. It's a feast or famine kind of lineup, and the Braves are striking out 10, 12, and, and more times per night as we were at times a year ago with a club that won 101 games. 
six walks and four strikeouts on the day kind of point paints that picture pretty clearly right there. But you just you look at why they're such a dangerous team. Yeah, they may have games like on Monday night where they just can't get anything going. The balls they hit hard seem to go right at somebody. But, you know, over the course of a series, typically this offense is going to break out at some point, And they're always just a swing away from either getting back in a game or putting a game away. And that's why they are the most dangerous offense and lineup in all of baseball. Most definitely. And the recipient of all this offense on this day was Yanni Chirinos. He made his second start for the Braves after getting uh, cut loose by the Rays. He wasn't a trade deadline pickup, but a waiver claim uh, back, what, a week and a half or so ago. He's made two starts for Atlanta. This one uh, was going pretty well. Five innings of one-run ball. He came out for the sixth. I can understand it as well. I mean, with a a lead, you know, a big lead that the Braves were currently uh, sitting on, why not see what you can get out of them? And uh, unfortunately for Chirinos, a couple of singles, one of them belonging to Shohei Otani, and he was done at five-plus innings. Michael Tonkin came in, got into some trouble. Eduardo Escobar had a, a two-run triple in the midst of a big inning for the Angels that at least kind of showed some signs of life, but they never really got back in it as the Braves were able to add on some runs. I thought Chirinos, though, he looked pretty good. He was, I think, executing at a little better uh, rate, a little crisper than he was, and I did not realize, as they said on the television broadcast, I know uh, Brandon Gordon and Jeff Francoeur were talking about it, I didn't realize it had been 13 games between outings in his Braves debut. So looking a lot better on some regular rest the second time out. He did. He looked really good, looked really efficient. I mentioned it before, that splitter, that is his you know most effective pitch when he's keeping that down in the zone. Gave up a hit to Shohei earlier in the game, but it was a splitter he left up. It's you know He has three good pitches. They all have different types of movement with the splitter going down, the sinker coming in on righties, and that slider kind of going down and away. So, I mean, he has the pitches to be effective, to get some weak contact. Just got to keep those pitches down in the zone, as he did for the most part on this day. So, yeah, good stuff from Torino's. Got to be careful that third time through where you saw him give up those couple of hits like I said with the big lead why not take a, a chance there see if he can get you another inning but yeah thought it was a, a really you know good performance from Torino's most definitely bullpen able to pretty much hold it down Michael Tonkin was able to eventually get out of that inning and the Angels weren't able to put up any more crooked numbers against Braves pitchers who were able to close it out in this 12-5 win now there's a very significant pitcher returning to the Braves on Friday as the series moves to Chicago, or as the Braves begin a series, I should say, in Chicago. So we've got a lot to talk about that. A couple of roster moves as well after this game. But I want to let you know about one of our great sponsors. That, of course, is Sleeper. They are bringing you this episode of the Braves Postcast. And if you want a chance to win more money with less picks, you need to head to Sleeper, where you can win up to 100 times your money on just two or more fantasy baseball picks. As Sleeper is now offering up to a 100-time payout for an eight-pick contest. So you choose as many as eight players that you like. Pick more or less on your favorite baseball stats, home runs, strikeouts, hits, whatever it may be, uh, many more of those as well for you to choose from. Just use that promo code Locked On. You'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Uh, the Braves, meanwhile, will be heading to another state as they open up a series with the Chicago Cubs. We'll get a look at our old friend Dansby Swanson, among other storylines, but I think the return of Max Fried is most certainly the main event for the Braves here. He is scheduled to take the ball on Friday in game one of that series. His first start since May the 5th. He's 2-1, and one, a 2.08 ERA, but nearly three months on the shelf, Jake, with that left forearm uh, issue that he was dealing with. I think it's safe to say that when the Braves were thinking about what things were going to look like at the trade deadline, knowing that Max Fried was about to return is another one of those things that might have led them to feel pretty good about where they are as the calendar has turned to the month of August. 
Really looking forward to getting Max Freed back. I talked about it the f- couple starts he had at the beginning of the year. I just thought he looked so good. I thought it was honestly one of the best versions of Max Freed that we have seen. Hopefully we get that when he comes back. And facing a Cubs team, they've been playing really good baseball lately. But uh, just really looking forward to seeing Max Freed get back out there. I tweeted yesterday, the Braves have three pitchers in the top 12 among NL qualifiers in ERA. And now they get the best left-handed starter in all the baseball back. So uh, going to be a welcome sight for Braves fans. Get him geared up for the postseason. Most definitely a Cy Young runner-up a year ago, staff ace, definitely, and a guy that could be I mean, maybe just not having to throw as many innings over the course of the season, a little bit fresher down the stretch. I mean, he had the left forearm strain that uh, had him on the shelf, but I don't feel like it was something he was ever truly worried about, but they took the time to let him heal up and to let him get back. I watched him throw his final bullpen. It looked pretty good, and I think on Friday he's going to be very excited to rejoin the Braves as they battle the Chicago Cubs in the first of a three-game set. Of course, the Cubs are a team that did a little bit of buying and they didn't do any selling definitely at the trade deadline as some people thought that they might, but they did have to place Marcus Stroman on the injured list, so the Braves will not be seeing him in this series. And as far as roster moves for Atlanta, I mentioned a couple of those. Ben Heller was optioned down to AAA Gwinnett. Charlie Culberson, who had been designated for assignment when the Braves picked up Nicky Lopez, he was outrighted to AAA as well, so a couple of roster moves to keep you up to date on. But uh, anticipating the activation of Max Fried as the Braves enjoy the off day, Jake, it's a three-city road trip, 11 games. Going to be a pretty tough one, but uh, Atlanta with Friedback has to feel like they're getting back to full strength and uh, trending in the direction that they want to over a tough stretch of games out on the road, one of their longest road trips of the year. Yeah, getting close to the end of the season. Obviously, hate to see one a long road trip like this, but you know, the Braves team looking forward to the challenge. Hopefully, they can pick up some more wins and hopefully get guys uh, healthy and keep them healthy uh, for this uh, stretch here at the end of the season. Well, the Braves picked up a big win on Wednesday, a 12-5 victory over the Angels, taking two out of three in the series. And we will look forward to getting uh, you caught up on all the things that happen out on the road. And of course, the return of Max Fried, the big story for Friday at Wrigley Field. Braves and Cubs opening up that series. And once again, we appreciate you joining us here on the Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you're subscribed here on YouTube. Click the bell to get notified. And make sure you click like. Leave us a comment. We appreciate those. And make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. Once again, a 12-5 win gives the Braves 2 out of 3 over the Angels in the series. For Jake Mastroianni, I'm Grant McCauley. We will catch you this weekend as the Braves and Cubs do battle. And until then, so long, everyone. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked on Yankees. Locked on Mariners. Locked on Mets. Locked on Angels. And you're listening to Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. 